Turn your Bibles to Acts this, uh, this evening, Acts chapter 1, and uh, I'm so thankful. I, I was sitting there, and I, you can ask my wife, I was sitting there, I said, I have three messages. I, I don't know if any other preacher does that when I go somewhere to preach. I just always have three messages with me at all times, and, and uh, I told her what they was, and I said, I don't know which one it's going to be. I said, but I'm just going to keep praying. And as the songs were sung and as the testimonies were given, uh, the Lord just began to put everything together, amen. So Acts chapter 1. And we'll read here in verse, uh, let's start in verse 8, amen. Every missionary's got to start with that, amen. And so we'll read down though. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has came upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Amen. And this night, I want to preach on this thought as I got some good news. Amen. I've got some good news. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach. And Lord, we don't take this time lightly. We understand, Lord, that we're in one of the most important positions that we could stand uh, this evening. And so, Lord, we ask, God, that you would please speak through us, use us. God, we make ourselves available to you as a vessel, Lord, to you, uh, that you may speak through us and you may use us. Uh, Lord, you know, and of my own intelligence, Lord, that does doesn't go very far. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that you would just bless this time. Lord, I pray, God, for every child of God here tonight. I pray you'd encourage us. I pray, God, that you would get the glory for everything that's done. Lord, I pray for every sinner, God, that's here tonight. Lord, I, I know, no doubt, there's somebody here tonight, Lord, that's troubled. Maybe they're bothered on the inside of the testimonies that's already been given about you coming back for the church. And, and so, Lord, I pray that you take this time, Lord, and I pray that you'd speak to their heart, make it a reality to them, Father, Lord, that you may get the glory for it. And Lord, we ask you these things in Jesus' name. We do pray, amen and amen. If if you or anybody like me, I, I've kind of gotten off Facebook and off all the things, social media for over the past two months, and it's been the best two months of my life, amen. Uh, but as I've just noticed over the past few days and things begin, and I'm not talking about America, amen, but just things in the world beginning to take place and things seem to be falling in order and it it seems to me that this world is just ripe and ready for the Antichrist and when you look at those things there's only one thing that comes to mind it's glory to God the church is leaving this thing soon amen and as the testimonies were given tonight I was sitting there and I said Lord you began to work this thought in me uh, this afternoon and so I believe this is where you'd have us to go and so I want to preach on some good news amen on some good news or however you want to call Amen. I'm not good on giving titles, but I want to see some things very quickly about uh, this uh, good news. Amen. I want to see number one that the Savior announced it. We'll go to John chapter 14 uh, this evening. Uh, John chapter 14, and I'll I'll probably go to a few different places, and you can go with me as as long as you trust. I'm using the King James Bible. Amen. And so, uh, John chapter 14. 
The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I want to talk about how the Savior announced the coming. Amen. And I want to say, number one, that this is a personal announcement. We see here that he says, let not your heart be troubled. I don't know about you, hey, but I'm so thankful for the word of God, amen. I'm glad it's a personal letter, hey, given to the child of God. Hey, no doubt these disciples here, hey, they were about to experience through the darkest days of their life. Hey, they they didn't know what was ahead. Hey, but the Lord said, hey, just don't worry. Hey, just believe in me, amen. And he said, if you believe, uh, if you believe in God, believe also in me. You know, what he's saying here? He's saying just trust me, amen? Everything's gonna be alright. Everything's gonna be okay, amen? I don't know about you, child of God tonight, hey, but can I say, hey, we're living in some dark days, hey, we're living in some days where where honestly we just don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, amen? I mean, there just ain't no telling what's gonna come on the news tomorrow, but can I say, hey, just like Jesus said, hey, don't, don't worry, hey, just trust in him, amen? Hey, that song, the bluegrass group sings. I never heard it before we got back here and it's grown on me pretty good where, where they sing that song it'll be alright. Amen. And I think about that. I, I think about what Jesus was here saying. He was just saying just, just trust in me. Everything's going to be okay. Amen. It was a personal. It was personal. I'm glad this letter's personal to us. I'm glad, listen, that for us that are, hey, listen, that are intelligently challenged, amen, hey, that we can't understand much, hey, hey, that this thing, hey, God, just be real to us, hey, because it's a personal announcement. Not only was it personal, but we see here, we, we, see, a, we see a phrase here where he says, in my Father's house. You only find this verse or this, 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 this saying in one other place in the Bible. It's there at the temple when he said uh, that his father's house was to be a place of prayer. And, and so we find that, uh, that this phrase here was, was a place that could bring comfort. Amen. I don't know about you, but hey, knowing about heaven, it, it brings me some comfort, amen? Hey, I don't, I don't know if anybody's like this, but I, I know one thing, when we got back here, I was, I was looking forward to going to my mama's house and, and my, my in-law's house, but I was really looking forward to going to my grandparents' house. I mean, I just love it, because you get to eat, amen? And I don't know what it is, but I just love being at grandparents' house. And you know what I think about that? And I think about what it's going to be like, hey, when we get to our Father's house, amen. Hey, what it's going to be, hey, it's, it's our Father's house, amen. It's where we're going. We we'll see it's personal. We see it's promised, amen. He says here, he says, I, I will come again, amen. He wasn't saying if the waters are right or if everything goes right or everything goes as planned. Hey, Jesus just said, I will come again, amen. Hey, it wasn't based off America. Hey, it wasn't based off the how things were gonna go. Hey, Jesus could have come in the days of Paul. Hey, but he decided to wait hey, a little while longer. Hey, and he may not still come yet, but I cannot say this, he will come amen. because he said he would. He promised. He said, I will come again. And then it has a purpose. He said, to receive you unto myself. I don't know about you, but there's days, and if I'll just be honest, there's days that maybe we don't necessarily feel like we're in the presence of the Lord. 
Maybe there's days that we live this life and I mean, with all the darkness and with all the sin that's uh, taking place around us, I mean, we just feel like an oddball place in the middle of a weird place, amen. But can I say to you, when Jesus comes for his bride, when he comes for us, we'll be with him forever, amen. Hey, we'll be with, hey, we'll be with him and he'll receive, uh, he'll receive us to himself. Hey, and I'm glad and thankful, hey, that as a 16-year-old boy, I received him, hey, and I asked him to save me and I'm glad and thankful because of that. Hey, one day he's gonna receive me, hey, in heaven, thank God. Hey, I'm telling you, it's a personal, hey, it's a personal, it's a promise and it is, it has purpose, Amen. You see, a lot of times when we're in this whole world, we, and if we just be honest, we, we, we desire Jesus to become because of the things that we're going through. We're so fed up with this world. We're so aggravated with everything that's going on. I mean, uh, you, I mean, if you're not aggravated with what's going on, you're not very spiritual, amen? I mean, the Bible says be angry and sin not. I mean, it, I mean it's, it's getting crazy and it's getting odd. And it's, I mean, this world's just so dark and so, I mean, there's no hope in this world. But I, can I say for the child of God, we can have hope because, because the Savior announced that he was coming, amen. Not only did the Savior announce it, but I want to say secondly tonight that the scripture affirms it, amen. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians First Thessalonians chapter four. First Thessalonians chapter four. And we'll start in verse 16 for the Lord Himself. Amen. Y'all know these verses. And so the for, for the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. It's very important to understand the context of Scripture because uh, there's a very big difference if you, if you understand your Bible and, and the rapture or the snatching away of the church uh, versus the second coming of the Lord. Amen. Here is the rapture of the church, and in, in Spanish, we, uh, there's the word errato de la iglesia, and that's, I don't like using that word because it means kidnapped. And uh, I'm not getting kidnapped, amen, uh, because my father's taking me with him, amen. So I'll use the word arrabatimiento de la iglesia, which is the snatching away, amen, from the, ch- uh, the church, amen. Because why? Because we're going to get snatched out of this whole world, amen. And so we see some things. We see, number one, we see a return. The Lord will return. We learn in the second coming that he will return and put his feet on this earth. And he will conquer and will win and we'll, be, we'll come with him and we'll be his cheerleaders on the, uh, kind of to say, and we'll say uh, defeat and win. And hey, praise God, the millennial reign starts. But in this moment of time, we find that Jesus uh, comes for his church and, and he just does it with a call, amen? He does it, hey, his feet never touch the ground. Hey, he just comes to the air and calls us away. And then we see a return. And then we see a resurrection. We see a resurrection here. It says, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I like what this one writer said. He said, bursting forth from their tombs, they will come. Martyrs of the faith will rise. Missionary pioneers will rise. Apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. The church will rise. 
both of, the, uh, both those who are victorious in their lives and those who are weak in their faith will rise. There will be those who prevailed in prayer and those who hardly even prayed. The ascending host will include both eloquent men, uh, eloquent mighty in the scriptures and those who are biblically illiterate. I'm in that crowd, praise God. And there will be those who are laden down with sheaves from the ripened, uh, from the ripened harvest fields of earth and those who are going home with empty hands. There will be those still bearing in their bodies the stigmata, the brands of Jesus Christ, and those who are uh, being carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease. Amen. Hey, every child of God that has died in Christ will rise. Amen. Hey, I think about the old saints of God Hey, that have died in this church in the past year or so. Uh, Brother Barnes and, and Brother Roach and uh, Miss Lines and all the different ones that have went home to be with the Lord. And I think about this day and how they're, they're going to get up, thank God. And I'm glad for that. I'm glad this ain't the end when we close our eyes. Amen. We see that there will be a resurrection. I, I, I like to say it like this. I mean, I think about heaven and I, I mean, I just don't know if Brother Charles Roach even remembers that thing about banana pudding, amen? The Bible says former things will be passed away, amen? I believe he just knows he's there, amen? He's just rejoicing and having a good time in the Lord, amen? And I mean, I just think about the resurrection that'll take place, but not only the resurrection, but the rapture. It says that then uh, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together, caught up, a snatching away, as I mentioned before, the Bible says, as Brother Laddie said it, in the moment of a twinkling of an eye, you think about how fast that is. You blink your eyes and you're going to be in another world. Hallelujah. I mean, you blink your eyes right now looking at me and you'd be open your eyes in glory, amen? I mean, there's no greater joy in that. Hey, we could be driving down the road, hey, and blink our eyes and open them up in the glory land, amen? I mean, just think about how, how close we are to getting out of this whole world. Hey, how close we are, hey, to just leaving all this darkness behind. Hey, just that close in the moment of a twinkling of an eye, thank God. We're getting out of this whole world. If you're not saved this evening, that should trouble you. That should trouble you, especially if you've heard the gospel. Because you will not have another chance to be saved. Preacher said it like this one time. If, if you're in church, sitting in church, you've heard the gospel before, and, and all of a sudden people begin to disappear, you might as well count to three, take a deep breath, you're dying and going to hell. Can I say that this will be a rapture? And there will be those, no doubt, in churches People left behind. People left to face maybe seven years. I, 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 very, I highly doubt most people even make it that far. I mean, if you study your Bible. And so we see that there will be a rapture. For the child of God, there's great encouragement in that. I mean, everything that's happened just in these past two days. I mean, they're talking about gas prices and all that. I mean, this stuff's crazy. I mean, I mean, I just, it's a whole different world. But in the moment of a twinkling of an eye, Hallelujah. all of these things could be former things. All of these things could be in the past. All of these things could be put to an end. Hey, because Jesus could call us out of this old world and we'd open our eyes and see him face to face. We see that there is a rapture. We see that there is a reunion going to take place. You know, one of the greatest things about being a child of God, you know, is... Just these, especially for us, not being here to say goodbye to people, Brother Blue passing away. I mean that. I mean, I was. I, I mean, I was just about ready to come up here and fly, and I, I just wanted to see him one last time. 
and uh, all these other saints of God, Brother Roach and Brother Tom Barnes. I mean, I mean, I was—I don't know if it's bad or not, but I was praying to the Lord, please, just—I mean, until we get there, yeah. just want to hug them one more time. Yes, <laughs> you know, they went home to be with the Lord. Yeah. And I'm not mad about that, Amen. But I tell you one thing: we're going to see them again. Child of God, take courage, Amen. This ain't the end. Hey, that, that moment you said goodbye to them and that too, hey, that ain't the end. Hey, there is coming a reunion, amen. Hey, well, we'll be gathered together again. Hey, but this time, hey, there'll be no more separation. Hey, there'll be no more funeral. Hey, there'll be no more uh, hospital visits. Hey, it'll be a reunion like we'll never know before, amen. There's a reunion. There's rejoicing. The Bible here says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. So all I want to do tonight is just comfort you. Just tell you, hey, it's going to be okay. And you know what's, what's so comforting about these words is the Lord told us these words. I mean, when you look at this comfort and then let not your heart be troubled, you can kind of put those together. But here's the thing I think about Paul in 2 Timothy. He talked about a crown that would be available to all those that love his appearing. Yes. And I want to ask you this question. This is a, I mean, four-week series message I preached in Guatemala. And I, I don't know who I was telling somebody that I hadn't preached a full message at Bible because it takes an hour and so or more. And so I just, you know, but this is, my, this is kind of where the Lord's led me tonight. And I, when Paul said that, he said, there's a crown right laid up for those that love is appearing. You see, a lot of times we get our minds so focused on this whole world and we're ready to leave because of our circumstances. But I wonder when's the last time you've just been ready to leave just because you love Him and want to see His face. You see, you know, you can, you can, you can understand that when, when, the, when the thing was to come, if, if Jesus was to announce, hey, I'm coming tomorrow, if there was something that would go through your mind, something like, well, Lord, can I please see this happen first? then you know your love is not in the right place. Yeah. No doubt there's young people here. Maybe you say, well, I hope I get married before Jesus comes. I'd rather Jesus come first. Because I promise you, I mean, it's hard enough raising a family my age. You think it's going to be any easier? I mean, just escape from this whole world. When we think of this, he says, wherefore comfort one another's. Does it bother you or does it comfort you when you think about this day? I mean, you better understand it, friend, because as Brother Lay said, preachers have been preaching it for years. They've mentioned it for years. The scoffers are out there saying, oh, when's he coming? I mean, people everywhere, I mean, they're, they're even denying. I mean, most, it's amazing to me. I mean, I've... I, We've run into Baptist churches that are going post-millennial and mid-trib. And I mean, people are just falling out of doctrine. I mean, just don't even know what they believe anymore. You've opened up the wind and everything they believed before blew up the window. Let me tell you, tell you, Jesus is still coming again. And he will come preach. Listen, before we, listen, stop trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. Hey, it don't matter. Hey, because when he comes, hey, listen, we'll be out of this whole world. Hey, listen, we need to stop analyzing everybody. Hey, they said Trump was him, then Obama was him. Stop worrying about it. You'll never know. Amen. Jesus is coming. Amen. Jesus is coming. And if we're praying for the peace of Israel, which I hope you are. Yes. You better understand you're praying 
for Jesus to come. Because before Israel ever sees peace, this church will be out of here. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Does it comfort you? Does it comfort you as a, as a child of God? And I know where most of us, we would say, I've been saved, I'm ready to go. Whew. The Bible tells us many a times different things that we'll have to give account for. When He comes, I mean, we're going to enjoy glory eventually. But we've got to go through the judgment seat of Christ first. The Bible talks about them words, them empty words that have no meaning, that have no significance. We're going to give an account to every idle word spoken. Every cross word you've said, every gossiping word you've said, every backbiting, every, every word that you've run a child of God into the ground, every pastor you've run into the ground, every church you've run into the ground. Listen, every, every negativity, every type of gossip, every type of criticism, all of those things. You may think they're gone out of your mind, but they're still in His. And you'll give an account to them one day. Friend, we have a lot to get ready for before he comes. Can I say this? But he's coming soon. I think today, spiritually you may be ready. Your soul's saved. You're on your way to heaven. You know that. But how are you really? Because he's coming. He's coming soon. And it ought to put fear in every born-again believer's heart. Comfort, yes. But there also ought to be fear. Fear of the Lord to do right, live right, speak right. Amen. Let me ask you this this evening. Is it comforting to you? Can you lay your head down on your pillow truthfully tonight and say, Lord, if you come, I'm ready. I've given you everything. I've confessed it all. I'm right with my brethren. Amen. Amen. I'm right with those others that I've, that I've crossed up on. I mean, he's coming, church. And I want to be found faithful. But I'm, I'm at times I'm fearful of knowing when I stand before him. Paul said he was ready to be offered. His time was at hand. He was ready to go. I mean, he was, he was ready to leave this world. That's right. We ought to be the same. 